This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Scoop, the number one UNC football recruiting podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan, and this is The Scoop. All right, welcome into the scoop. We have a packed show planned with Don Callahan. I'm your host, Ross Martin. This is presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. And also want to give a shout out to Blue Shark Vodka. Don, if you're watching on YouTube, Don is wearing a Phillies jersey. He's an adult male wearing a jersey. <laughs> I'm excited. Ross yeah. probably has no idea, but the the second... The first game of the second round is today, and actually the Phillies play the Braves in, what, like 40 minutes. So I'm psyched, even though I don't have um, – I'm not too optimistic about what is going to transpire. If it was a home run derby, I'd be super uh, super optimistic, but uh, playoff baseball, pitching matters, and Braves have that edge. So, yeah, so have you watched any – did you watch any of the games, the, the wild card series at all over the weekend? Dude, I don't. I haven't watched an half an inning of baseball this year. Oh man! I, I like I like I've probably told you before, man. After basketball season ends in April, March, April, I completely check out from sports until August. Okay. I mean, because I love NFL. I watch NFL Thursday night if I can, all Saturday if I can, within my job, and then all Sunday NFL, Monday NFL, and so I need a break, and my loved ones need to see me. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, yeah, i wait. live i live with my loved ones so what's the, wait wait so what's the deal this is the second round it's not right is it yeah second round so the way they changed the format this year so um there's an additional team made the playoffs so they have a first round where you play best of three which is really kind of interesting kind of like the buy uh, was it the the, the play-in game play-in series kind of the the top two teams in each each um league received a buy okay so uh so the, braves the, were one of them so who do the who do the Phillies beat to get to where they are now? The Cardinals. They beat them. They swept them. Um, gotcha. All three games were in St. Louis, which is oh, wow. pretty impressive. And uh, the Phillies were actually losing in the ninth inning, down two runs in the first game. Came back and scored like a gazillion runs in the ninth inning and a winning. So did, the, did the Mets the Mets make the playoffs? They did, but they got knocked out. They were one of the teams that got upset by the Padres in got three it. games over the weekend. Gotcha. I follow this crazy Mets fan on Instagram and Twitter. 
Do you? Why? Frank the Tank. He's just like a bar stool guy. Ah, uh, okay. He gotcha, is. Gotcha, I gotcha. mean, he's out of control. All right, let's get into the show here. Uh, guys, make make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina podcast, and hit the uh, subscribe button on in, Inside Carolina on YouTube. We're doing a lot more stuff on YouTube, including going live. At some point, we're gonna do a live uh, Don Callahan, Ross Martin scoop, but um, show. But right now, we are just recording. It's Monday, right after noon, um, twelve p.m. Don's getting ready for the Phillies game. We've got about a forty-minute show here. We'll touch on some things, touch on some team stuff, some recruiting updates, uh, maybe some lifestyle stuff between me and Don, and we'll get out of here, guys. It's a fun, loose show. No commitments. No big news. No crazy deep dark discussions, just good old football recruiting talk. Like I'm we love. Unbutton my top couple buttons for this. Yeah. Did you see me getting destroyed on Twitter this week? No. Why? Yesterday? We'll talk. I about usually. These. Oh yeah, let's talk about that because I love. Um, well, actually, anytime, go ahead. Anytime someone sends me like a Ross being destroyed tweet, I I eat it up. Well, all the comments. I don't think it's really me getting destroyed because it's something I would never back down from. A lot of people are pissed off. But a lot. Oh, of people... is it the um? Uh, I think I saw it. I think I did see it. Um, the Matt Rule wrinkled khakis. Yes. The yes, yeah. yes. You ha, you said has some respect, has some GD respect. Was that what people self respect? Nah, people were just mad about me. I guess commenting on someone's appearance. We'll talk about the end. Um, yeah, let's talk about. But it. A lot, a lot of people come out and support me too. I think, I think more. I think there's a silent majority that agrees with me. It's just the idiots that are loud that are in my. They're saying some mean things to me. One dude threatened oh. to threaten me. Threatened to fight. Really? Me. Oh yeah. Threatened to fight you. He knows who he is. Yeah, I haven't blocked, but someone sent me the tweet. I mean, guy's an idiot. All right. Um, okay, let's get into it. A little kind of housekeeping in terms of what we're going to talk about today. Pull it up here. I sent to you, didn't I, Don? Yeah. You did. Wait. Okay. I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, three, two new offers out for uh, – for UNC targets in the 2023 class. Let's, let's touch on them. Braden Hillman. Um, intro him, Don, as I pull up his profile. Go ahead. Uh, um, well, well, both of these guys were, they attended the UNC Virginia Tech game, and it was like two days later, both of them got offered. Okay. You, let me, as we, let me, go ahead. Let me, let me talk about him now, sorry. Yeah, Braden Hillman, uh, as Don was talking, he's, he's a quarterback, but UNC's recruiting him as a safety or a defensive back, I believe. 6'1", 191 from Portsmouth, Virginia, so from that Tidewater area. Ranked as an athlete, 44 in the nation, number 13th athlete or 13th player in the state of Virginia. Um, so he visited UNC Virginia Tech game. Go ahead on Braden Hillman, Don. Yeah, so I haven't had a chance to really talk to him. We've exchanged some text messages, and I've talked to a bunch of different sources who have talked to him and that sort of thing. So I don't have a full grasp on what's going on here. He's taking an official visit to – or let me t- take a step back. All right, as you mentioned, um, quarterback, that's what he's listed as and everything. He came into the season having only played quarterback in high school games, had two FCS offers. For whatever reason, his coach put him out in the secondary. His film's actually pretty impressive. I mean, he really, like, you know – knock some guys on their butts uh, coming down from um, the safety position. And within the past 14 days, what was it? How many schools have offered him? I think it was like something like nine schools, including like Notre Dame, Tennessee, uh, Boston College, Virginia, Virginia Tech, West Virginia offered him and North Carolina. Of course, he has an official visit scheduled with Notre Dame this weekend. 
some people I've talked to um, believe that that could just mark the end of his recruitment. Some believe he's going to still kind of take some visits. He has some interest in Tennessee. There are some, um, you know, he's a Tidewater area kid. So North Carolina obviously has some, um, some forces in that area that help them recruit that area, particularly because of, you know, Dre Bly's connection to that area. And um, so those people believe that UNC will, will be able to get him back on campus at some point. But um, I think we'll know a lot more after this weekend what, what's going on with him. If North Carolina is even involved, it could, he could be off the board before we even have a chance to um, really kind of get into it with him. Yeah, so Braden Hillman recruiting is, is most people recruiting him as a safety. Yeah, well, so so I think I read that Notre Dame is looking at him as an offensive weapon. Okay. Uh, because so he's definitely a runner, great runner. I mean, you know, his, his running clips are pretty impressive too, and I think. The DB clips for a school like Notre Dame, and I'm sure there's some other schools that are in the same boat, um, kind of just highlight more of his athleticism and his ball skills that he might not have been able to show just from under center. Yeah, and this picture I'm seeing your scoop. I mean, he looks huge. I mean, he looks like a grown man. Yeah, he's a good, good sized kid. Good build. 191. Yeah, his picture, his profile picture on 24/7 Sports, it looks a lot younger. But the photo you took um, at the Virginia Tech game, yeah. So interesting. So it seems like, I mean, he may be committed somewhere else before he even gets a chance to come back to UNC. Yeah, that's possible. And I mean, it's so hard to tell because he hasn't done a whole lot of interviews. Mm -hmm. One of the problems, and I'm sure you kind of face this when you cover recruiting, is that there's certain um, media markets that once they get involved, it makes things really difficult. Notre Dame is one of them. Just because it's such a huge market. You, you have the, you know, obviously 24-7 has their, has their um, Notre Dame site, the rivals, all that, have their own sites. And then there's a bunch of independent guys. And some of these guys, because it's so competitive, just hammer these kids and blow their phones up and everything, which makes it difficult to get in touch with a kid who you don't already have a relationship with, which, which I don't. So yeah. that's just the nature of it. There you go. All right, Braden Hamilton, Braden Hillman. We'll keep an eye on him. Of course, obviously a, a new name for me as well, so that's why I'm messing it up. All right, the next guy, Isaiah Johnson. That's Isaiah with an A. It, it's um, I, I was it I, hold on. I'm gonna have to go ahead. Just keep on going. I'm gonna look. I wrote down. You told me exactly how to pronounce it. it it's basically Isaiah, but it's um. Go ahead. Isaiah, keep on going. Six two. 175 from Richmond, Virginia, Thomas Jefferson High School, unranked uh, in the 24-7 sports composite. Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, has offers from Virginia, uh, East Carolina, now North Carolina, a bunch of regional schools, a defensive back, I believe, according to your scoop, Don. The floor is yours on Isaiah Johnson. Yeah, so the weekly scoop actually goes into full detail on – both of these situations, among other things. So definitely read the, the full weekly scoop. But we also caught up with Isaiah last week, ran a story. Um, that was, at that point, North Carolina was the only Power 5 school that had, or only F, FBS school to have offered him. But he has since picked up a bunch within that. So that's just a week's time. But he's another kid who, so his situation is a little bit different to where he played as a DB last season. And then this season, um, he was featured more as a wide receiver and a return man, and his stats are just unreal. Um, you know, I mean, he doesn't play against the greatest competition, but against any competition, his numbers are just ridiculous. North Carolina took notice. Some other schools took notice. They're actually recruiting him as strictly an athlete, 
And um, in particular, the staff really likes the fact that he's just a really good return man. And there is a possibility he, he could be a wide receiver at North Carolina if he were to go to North Carolina. Obviously, North Carolina has a need of DB. So if, if that works out, that would be beneficial for North Carolina too. But I wouldn't throw him into the DB category. I, I would just – you know he, he spent equal time with Lonnie Galloway and um, uh, Charlton Warren. Dre Bly. Dre Bly. Oh, and, and he also talked to Charlton Warren, but, but um, with Dre Bly when he visited – North Carolina for the Virginia Tech game. All right, yeah, and the offers came in October fourth. North Carolina, Virginia Tech offered the next day. The next day, Towson offered East Carolina, and then Virginia um, for the Commonwealth product out of Richmond, Isaiah Johnson. Good stuff there. Yeah, I mean, get get more speed on the field, get more athletes, and develop them. Um, and there we go. All right, any more of those two guys? We have a lot more in the weekly scoop, but but we uh, we gave a, a pretty good Cliff Notes version, okay. I think. Yeah, so UNC right now has 19 commitments in the 2023 class. Um, let's touch on one more guy that we update on: Aiden Duncanson, the East Carolina commit, a safety, six foot two, 185, at a Whitfield Academy in Mableton, Georgia. He is high school teammates with Caleb Lavalle. Lavalle. All right, good to know there. Uh, he's visited UNC, and he visited UNC, what, yesterday and today, right? Monday and Tuesday of this week. Yeah, yeah. So it, um, if you've been following this, both him and Ty Adams were, were, were originally committed to ECU, both of them, and then UNC offered in the middle of August. Both of them visited for the um, season opener, and uh, Ty Adams just needed an official visit, which was for the – was that the Notre – I guess it was Notre Dame game. And then he committed during that that official visit with um, and, and I mentioned this before in the prior weekly scoops is that Aiden is going to take a more methodical approach, not rush into anything with with this decision to switch. And so this is kind of part of that. When he visited for the opener, his dad came with him. It was important for him to get his mom on campus. And because of her schedule, the weekends didn't work, but they were able to make the visit during this week and so um i've exchanged text messages with him but i hope to have plenty more on aiden later on this week yeah and you think this could be a situation where he he could commit soon or it could be after his uh nc state visit the visit to nc state sorry the visits to north carolina during the nc state game yes yeah. all right aiden dunkson so those are, those are three guys um that unc Football recruiting fans need to be aware of. Let me recap them. Braden Hillman, who uh safety defensive back, has some big time offers, including Notre Dame and Tennessee. Isaiah Johnson out of Virginia as well. Um, speedy athlete, could play cornerback or wide receiver, has regional offers, including UNC, Virginia, Virginia Tech. And Aiden Duckinson, East Carolina commit, who is taking his time with his recruitment, but obviously took an official visit to UNC this week. I actually saw him in the facility. You know, kind of doing Don's job for him on Monday after press conferences. Saw him and I. I yeah, what did you observe? I, I'm curious because I always like the, the little anecdotes. Yeah. So Adam Smith, uh, UNC's new lead beat writer, I actually saw him and because um, I, I had to go back to the office to upload videos. I came back and I saw him again. Uh, he was just torn around the facility. Uh, we were only on the, the lobby and they were showing him some of the construction projects going on. There's like mock-ups of the construction on like some windows you know you know what i'm talking about 
And then, um, you know, had coaches down there with them. I think at some point it was Sally and Mac Brown and a couple other people, obviously staffers, um, with them as well. And, you know, getting the full service tour, you know, I think visiting on, on a Monday or Tuesday, as opposed to a Saturday, Sunday, you get a lot more personal attention. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you could swing that. So you, you yeah. don't get, you don't get the game day environment, but you can come for an unofficial visit during a game day and then, you know, take a day off from school or on like a, I guess yesterday was a holiday. Uh, indigenous people's yeah. day yeah how'd you celebrate indigenous people's day i worked yeah. <laughs> i worked and then um yeah i just worked yeah you big christopher columbus guy yeah i made a hat and everything <laughs> nina about. the pinta the santa marina yeah apparently christopher columbus is a pretty bad guy all right um, was he aren't like everyone is like when you look back in history yeah they all are like part of, you know going to be canceled yeah, I mean, they enslaved people, they killed people, they infected people with diseases. <laughs> um, I mean, they <laughs> took to people's land. I mean, yeah. It's awful, yeah. I mean, I could talk about it forever. I'm a history major. Ah, yeah. would love to. The thing is, is like we do any anything like that, you know, we'll have tons of emails and everything. Yeah. People offended. Col- col- colonialism and the transatlantic slave trade. I, mean, I took multiple classes on both those topics. Really? Oh, That's yeah. impressive. I mean... You Almost. impress me every day, Ross. Every conversation, <laughs> I learn something new, and it just yeah. And here I am on a podcast in the middle of the day, talking to an adult male in a baseball jersey. Whoa, you're being judgmental over there, Ross. <laughs> I, I mean, it's perfectly fine. Um, all right, that's it for the that's it for the recruiting portion of this podcast. Um, we wanted to we touch... do have some it's it's some we have some other stuff that's. Okay, yeah. Let me do. Let me do the. Let me do the read first. Giant T-shirt and GiantT-shirt.com. Went to their website and they have a little old school vintage collection. Get some old school jerseys, um, old school T-shirts, sweatshirts. I'm wearing. Look what I'm wearing, Don. What are you wearing? I'm wearing a Carolina. Yeah, Carolina sweatshirt. Yeah, I got it from Giant T-shirt a couple years ago. Johnny T-shirt and GiantT-shirt.com, the sponsor of this podcast and all of Inside Carolina's podcasts. Uh, make sure you check them out. If you're in town for a game, head over to Johnny T-Shirt on Franklin Street or online, giantt-shirt.com. Great customer service. Um, they're local. You know They want to help UNC fans get all their gear. And if you're an Inside Carolina subscriber, <clears throat> you get 10% off your order with the 10% off discount code found on the premium message boards for football and basketball. So definitely check that out. I mean, if you're not subscribing, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't subscribe to Inside Carolina. I mean, you're missing so much content. It's not that expensive. You know, you can get so many good deals. Uh, it comes out to less than $10 a month, and you get every day you get premium content. And the message board is where it goes down. I mean, you can stay on those message boards for hours just reading people's comments. Pretty funny at times, but also entertaining and informative. But uh, make sure you support Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Check them out on Franklin Street or online. Um, it's time for sweatshirts, Don. Hooded sweatshirts, crew, crew neck sweatshirts. Get them all at JohnnyT-Shirt.com. All right. Uh, a couple of national ads. We'll come back with some talk about um, the impact of this season on UNC's uh, future recruiting classes. We're going to look at who is redshirted or, or, or the redshirt counter, meaning the true freshmen who have played four more games and how we're going to look at that, what that means for UNC. And we'll get into some personal issues that Don's having uh, in his life. All right, we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back on The Scoop with Don Callahan. I'm your host, Ross Martin. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you get your Inside Carolina podcasts. And subscribe and turn on the alerts for Inside Carolina's YouTube page. And shout out to Johnny T-Shirt and Johnny T-Shirt. Dot com. All right, Don. Uh, just a little question here. I know people always like to ask this, so I thought I'd go ahead and ask it. UNC is five and one. They're two and zero in the ACC. Two and zero in the ACC Coastal. They got Duke this weekend, then a bye week, and then Pitt. I mean, the schedule is, is setting up pretty nicely. I don't think there's many good teams in the ACC. And with Drake May at quarterback, Definitely not in the Coastal. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, in the quarterback. I think the the Atlantic's pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, with quarterback Drake May, I feel like they, they're going to be in every game. I think Wake Forest is pretty good. I think NC State is pretty good. Those are, are the two games left on their schedule where I think UNC may, may not be favored. But I think UNC would be favored um, against Duke. They probably are. I haven't checked the number. They'll probably be favored against Pitt at home. That might be a little closer because um, I think Pitt got their quarterback back. But, I mean, UNC could could rattle off here. They could end up being, you know, 7-1, 8-1. You know, there's a chance to, to get to 10 wins this year realistically. Um, and I think they'll have a chance against Wake and, and State. So my question to you is – are the vibes at all changing coming off last year's six and seven season? Does that impact recruiting? I know you're going to say no, but in general, I mean, things are kind of going upwards this season. What's your kind of take on that and how it affects recruiting? So I, I don't, I don't feel five and one buzz out there. And I think some of it was because of the first three games were against crappy opponents and there was a lot of question marks off of how North Carolina played. I mean, do you like, I mean, I know North Carolina's won five games, but does sometimes you got to, oh, I almost have to kind of remind myself, Oh, they've won their five and one, but with kind of what you pointed out, I, I could see, especially, you know, cause there is a little bit of buzz now, a little bit, very quiet. It's mostly on the fan level buzz of, North Carolina being the team to represent the coastal division in the ACC championship. I think as that buzz grows to the point where it escapes the fan level and gets more out to the recruits and the high school coaches and the masses, that is going to affect things, especially if North Carolina does play in the ACC championship, because that's, you know, when you're playing in the championship game, you're one of the few games that weekend. And that obviously helps, um, you know, with, with the brand and getting the mm-hmm. recognition out there and, and puts basically Mac Brown's um, what he's been selling back on track. Yeah. Yeah. And I think regardless of how you get there, like nine, 10 wins looks great. Um, Absolutely. Even though it is down year. Like I, I agree, like it doesn't feel like a five and one team, but you can only play who's on your schedule. Mm-hmm. And this is the last year in the divisions and the coastal is, is pretty bad. Well, I think, 
I think though, if North Carolina would have stomped Florida A and M, stomped or or uh, didn't didn't almost lose to App State and stomped Georgia State, yeah, no, I, I agree. Think it would feel different. I think there if it are was more competitive against Notre Dame. It would have been different. Yeah, I think there are still some questions, but two solid wins are Virginia Tech and Miami. I think Miami is not going to be not awful. I think Virginia Tech's pretty bad. Um, Duke's pretty good. Pitt's pretty good. So we'll have a better idea of, of what this team is in the next two games. Um, but like I said, yeah, I mean, a, a, a visit to Charlotte for the ACC championship game, you know, eight, nine, ten wins. That looks a lot better. And like you said, it does reinforce the trajectory of Mac Brown and UNC. And you have this stud quarterback who mm-hmm. people like playing. I've said this a bunch. People like playing for a good quarterback, you know, running backs, wide receivers, offensive linemen are going to take notice and, and they want to play with good players. And so maybe that'll impact recruiting a little bit, especially wide receivers, maybe because they'll get a chance. Yeah. Know. Well, you, there's, there's a face to the program and this yeah. face is going to be there for at least a couple of years. Well, he could leave after next year. That's true. That's true too. Yeah. I mean, and I think honestly, I don't know. I may be a little biased, but he may be the number one overall pick. Yeah. I mean, he certainly has the tools. Yeah. You know, so, um, so who knows if he stays an, an extra year, just kind of get stronger, fine tune, but it's risky. You know, or, I, mean? I mean, it could be a situation and I know it is not happening as much anymore, but a situation where, you know, depending on what happens this year, what happens next year, he's like, OK, we have a lot of good parts coming back the following year. Let's let me stay here and let's win an ACC championship sort of thing. Yeah. And he'll lose. They'll lose Josh Downs, Antoine Green. Next year, mm-hmm. you know, you'd hope that um, Andre Green, um, Gavin Blackwell, J.J. Jones kind of step up. But they have the running backs. I think the, you would think that the offensive line gets a little bit better, but they still need to recruit better there. But, yeah, and back to recruiting, um, I just think it's something to keep an eye on and see if next year's class maybe 24. Because, look, 23, they got 18 recruits. They're flipping ECU commitments. Like, <laughs> it's not exactly the star-studded uh, – class you know it's, it's, a, it's a development class it's a class where you kind of you know build the the groundwork for your for your future but maybe 24 it has more of an impact if things kind of start going more up yeah i i did have a question for you that's kind of sort of related to this we we did kind of a um game by game breakdown before the season started i think the only game did you have you in did you have app state winning i can't I, remember I, I picked unc in that game Okay. All right. So, so, so far you've been right on the money, I think with all of your picks. Well, I think I had them losing Miami. Did you? I don't, yeah. maybe you did. You would know yeah. better than me, but I feel like Pitt and Wake Forest and state were the three you had losses to. And those. I had yeah. them, uh, I had them eight and I had them eight and four, I think. Yeah. So that would be Notre Dame, Pitt, Wake Forest and NC state. Yeah. It'd be the four. All right. So, um, three of those games obviously are coming up. Mm-hmm. You do you change? Uh, how are you feeling now? I mean, w- would you if you got a mulligan for any of these? W- would you change any of these projections? Yeah, I mean, I would probably pick UNC winning uh, versus Pitt at home. Pitt lost okay. to Georgia, Georgia Tech. I don't know. Yeah, that, um, that, that could be that could be a tough game for UNC though. Coming off a of bye week, you know, Mac is is like zero and five coming off open weeks. Is he? Yeah, that's I think, interesting. I think I think one year I think it was the COVID year they had just at extra. UNC. At UNC, yeah. Okay. He's been a coach for 30 you're years. Right. You're right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, actually, you know, two bye weeks this this uh, season. So, two shots at it. But Notre Dame game was a loss. And I think during the COVID year, they had an extra bye week or something like that. So, he had two bye weeks. So, open weeks, he's 0-5. Uh, 
Wow. Yes. So, all right. So you think Pitt is now a win? Yeah, and I, I think they. I think you can. You know, I think they could e- easily lose to to Wake at Wake. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And I think State. You know, it's gonna be a really good game. Uh, I think State's got a really strong defense. State. I'm gonna. You know, people are gonna think that this is like because I'm like whatever anti-state or whatever, which is not true. But one, um, the Leary injury matters a lot, but that's still a few months away. So maybe he'll be healthy. But I thought that um, Doran was pretty purposely vague on responses to to uh, you know how how long he's going to be out or whatever. The other thing though is even when Leary was healthy. I I just I wasn't impressed with the passing game. Like yeah. it, it's it's obvious that they're that he's missing a Mecca Mezzi. I, I I imagine I mean you're obviously focused on UNC on a Saturday, so you probably haven't seen a whole lot of NC State games. But um, one thing I'll yeah. say is they went they went toe to toe with with Clemson for for three quarters. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and Clemson's and that, pretty good. And that says a lot. I mean, just the physicality difference. Um, I think. I, you're right. I haven't watched them that much. From what I've heard, I'm on a massive group chat with like all state guys. So every game, I mean, I hear a lot about it, but Devin Leary doesn't really have much uh, deep ball. It's more yeah. dink and dunk kind of accurate in the, in the mid range. Um, but their defense is solid and they went head to head with Clemson and played them pretty tough for three and a half quarters. Uh, and then Florida State, they beat Florida State. Florida State's a solid team that came, came down to the end too. I think could have gone either way, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the Florida State coach made a pretty bad clock yeah, management. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that game. I, I, didn't I either. Wanted... But apparently they they could have just ran the ball a couple times to kick the field goal and won. Yeah, and won. Yeah, and, and they, they threw, threw an the ball, threw the ball. Like they were, I think they were within the thirty yard line or, or within field goal range, and could have just ran the ball twice, kick the field goal and won. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't have Leary for most of that game, so that's a big part of it. And from what I've heard and read is that NC State just basically just ran every single time, including with their backup quarterback. So, I mean, that's part of it too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we'll have to see how NC State looks coming up. There you go. Um, all right. Sorry. Got people messaging me on Slack. All right. Um, let me actually respond to this real quick on pod. Oh, boy. Goodness. What's our, let me, I'll, I'll start getting into our next no, no, topic. No. Here we go. I got it. All right, so red shirts. Uh, Dom puts this at the end of every weekly scoop for premium subscribers. It's a tracking the um, the games the true freshmen have played. So these uh, seven players have burned their red shirt. Remember, you get four games to play, and then you have to decide if you want to. Then the coaches decide whether um, you keep playing and you know you're 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 not red shirting, or you stop after four games and then you red shirt the rest of the season or however it works out. So five, uh, five or more games. This is the players who have burned their red shirt: DB Marcus Allen, uh, linebacker Deuce Caldwell, running back Amari Hampton, defensive lineman Malachi Hamrick, defensive back Will Hardy, running back George Petaway, and defensive lineman Travis Shaw. Um, are you surprised at all with that list, given given their uh, recruiting caliber and projection? So, if I had to project before the season, I wouldn't. My list wouldn't match this. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing this forever, you know, and I've learned that you can't predict this and the rankings do not help you. And that's why, if you remember, we got, you know, we talked about it last, a year ago because you had Travis Shaw, you had um, Zach Rice and you had Andre Green. And we talked about whether they're going to play or not. And particularly with with um, Zach Rice, I was saying, look, offensive linemen, 
they typically don't play a whole lot as true freshmen. It's nothing against Zach Rice. He has all the talent in the world, but they just typically don't. I also, I thought Andre Green would play a little bit. I know he's played, he's played four games, so he's yeah. right on the, on the border. Yeah, he's um, had some injury stuff. He's had some injury yes. stuff, uh, back yeah. spasms per source. Um, so we'll see about and that's that. part of it too. Yeah. So, so let me go through this list. I mean, what, what's crazy is Malachi Hamrick and Will Hardy are playing a lot of snaps in UNC's dime package. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, you know, every couple series on third long, fourth and long, uh, they come in and Malachi Hamrick's the pass rusher. Will Hardy comes in as the sixth defensive back to take they take power echoes out. And so they're getting plenty of snaps. Obviously, Hampton and Petaway. Hampton's become kind of UNC's second back. Petaway's been relegated. He's not been playing the last couple games as much. He didn't play against Miami. Um, and then Travis Shaw is getting, you know, what, 10 to 20 snaps a game. Um, he's playing more. He's playing in key moments. So they probably see him as a guy who work him in, work him in. And then by the time, you know, the last three or four games, he's getting 20, 30 snaps a game to relieve Ray Vahasek, Kevin Hester. Ray Vahasek yeah. is injured right now, too. So he's getting more time. What's what is interesting to me is that. Will Hardy has the second most, even if we exclude the special teams numbers, 101 snaps. Yeah, um, what so are those num- What are those numbers? So uh, the first number is either offensive or defensive snaps. The second number is special teams. There actually is a little little bit of a thing that explains that up top. But yes, yeah, so Hardy's played 101 defensive snaps. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and the first most is Hampton, who's played 157 offensive snaps. Gotcha. So, um, but. Let me ask you about Petaway because obviously he's already played five games. Um, so I, it, it was really interesting to me that he didn't play any at all against Miami. Is what is there? I mean, they're, is he going to be phased out? Yeah, I mean, so I, they're going with Caleb Hood and as the lead back in Hampton. They're kind of splitting reps. Hood's been the, the more productive of the two. Uh, DJ Jones is their third down back because of how good he is in pass protection, picking up the blitz. And then it just, they, they've, they've long go and max that they want to pare it down. They want to have two backs and just lean on those guys. So the odd man out is Petaway, even though Petaway was so explosive, you know, when he got the ball in his hands against app and Florida A&M, uh, there's just not enough snaps to go around. They did say they have some special plays, special, pa- special packages for him. Obviously he's not redshirting anymore anymore. So who knows? But, um, you know, and, and the news yesterday, British Brooks is coming back. Yeah, I thought so, that was interesting. So it's going to be a load. No one's graduating. Um, it's going to be a loaded uh, running back room. So the topic of, of transferring is going to come into play for some of these people. You know, Elijah Green, friend of the program, former Scoop guest, uh, DJ Jones. I mean, some of these guys, you know, you only, you only get you only get to play in college once. So – you know, there might be some transfers. All right, let's move on here. So, yeah, well, one more thing. There's a, I have a hindsight is 2020 guy, um, Marcus Allen. You know, he's, I mean, he obviously burnt his red shirt. Um, you know, just 30 snaps on defense, 50 on special teams. But, um, you know, he played at the highest level in Georgia. And probably, I, I think that, that, well, at least on, mm-hmm our side of the country, that area of that greater Atlanta area is, is probably the most competitive area when it comes to high school football, most advanced area when it comes to passing and all that sort of stuff. And he played a ton the last few years at cornerback at, at, at one of the top programs. So I think um, in hindsight, I probably should have saw it that he'd be a guy who would be a strong candidate to play as much as he's playing. Mm-hmm. You, you blew it there. <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, well, look, he's only played 30 snaps on defense, and I think yeah. most of those came against Florida A&M. Um, so I don't think he's okay. – we haven't seen him on the field much at cornerback since. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. And look, a lot and, of special teams. Yeah, yeah, 50 special teams, so they're getting him in there, and that's good. Deuce Caldwell, only 11 snaps on defense. UNC's thin there. They roll with Power Eccles and Cedric Gray um, because Ra-Ra's been out, and, and um, uh, Sebastian Cheeks is out for the season. So Caldwell and Jake Harkle Road are the the next two linebackers up right now as as Dilworth comes back from injury. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're seeing Shaw a lot, Hardy a lot, Hamrick a lot, and uh, Hampton a lot. All right, four games. Andre Green, he's played 33 snaps. A lot of those came, I think, against Florida and M, maybe Georgia State. Again, dealing with injuries, it'll be interesting to see if he redshirts. Um, that'd be very interesting. You know, even in the last game, they only played four wide receivers. They played J.J. Jones, uh, Josh Downs, Antoine Green. Blackwell? And, no, Blackwell did not play the last game. Who am I really? missing? Um, this is someone. I'll look it up. But they only played four. Who am I missing? Interesting. Uh, who's the other guy? I don't know. I'm missing someone. Antoine Green, Josh Downs, J.J. Jones, and – God, someone's yelling at me right now. I got to look it up. But, um, so yeah, there's guys ahead of him that are just playing more. Um, yeah. And then three games, Sebastian Cheeks out for the season. He'll redshirt. Two games, uh, Tyshawn, Tyshawn Chapman and Zach Rice. You would think that they redshirt. You know, at least there, unless yeah. there's another blowout and Zach Rice can play more. I don't I don't know if you'll see Zach Rice. They're sticking with these five offensive linemen. They just don't rotate a lot on that side of the ball. And then one game, Travion Green. And then no games, and you would think just because these guys have not played any um, against Florida A&M or Georgia State, Bo Atkinson, Connor Harold, Tayon Holloway, Bryson Jennings, and Justin Cunyuk. Um, and I don't think any of those are super surprising. You know, I, Bo Atkinson, he looked physically ready. Well, so, um, did, so did Jennings. Yeah. I thought Jennings would get some rep. Yeah, I, I figured he would register, but I figured he'd get some snaps by now. Yeah, there's just it's just loaded on defensive end. Like I'm surprised Hamrick's playing ahead of those guys, but they must love yeah. Hamrick's ability to. Um... Yeah, he was a playmaker in high school. It was yeah. just all about physically. Um, was the was the question mark with him? Yeah. All right, I misspoke. Wide receivers. Here they are: Josh Downs, Antoine Green, JJ Jones, Kobe Pesor played five Kobe. snaps, and and Gavin did play three. I, I looked at that earlier, and he was not on there, so that must have been an edit later on. Um, I swear I looked at that Sunday morning and, and he was not there. All right. Uh, we good on. We believe you, Ross. We believe you. We good on red shirts. We are good on red shirts. Okay. That is the football related stuff for show. Unless Don has any other questions for me. Um, you know, at Duke, uh, on Saturday, big game, UNC could be six and one and eligible for a bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. and be, beyond that, um, what, um, what do you put the chances on Duke pulling an upset? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, they could – UNC – dude, I've followed UNC football a long time. They they always disappoint. So, <laughs> so one of these games are going to blow, whether it's yeah. Pitt, Duke, Virginia, um, Georgia Tech. You know, you know, you would think they uh, they blow one of them. I'm looking at the Vegas odds right now. Um, it was, it was uh, I think, seven or six and a half, something like that. Okay, yeah. Might I have mean, moved up to – Look, I'm been kind of impressed with Mike Elko. Uh, yes, I agree. You know, obviously, maybe that 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 roster wasn't as bad as we thought. 
But um, well, he's I mean he's he's done a good job with the defense, and then um, that quarterback that they have is I mean he's a little bit of a you know YOLO sort of passer, (laughs) but uh, uh, which gives some opportunities for North Carolina to get some interceptions. But um, yeah, he's done some good things. They didn't look all that great against uh, who they play this past weekend. Because I watched some of they that. They lost to George. They lost George. That's Tech. right in overtime. They lost Georgia Tech in overtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm looking at here. Uh. UNC is a seven point favorite. That's a touchdown for those at home. All right. Any updates on the refrigerator before we get out of here? Yeah. So, um, guy came last week. I think it was yeah last week a week ago and put in the part that he put in before that didn't work and. Fridge wasn't working, so they had to, they're ordering another part, and he just kind of laid it out to us that yeah they're just going to constantly throw parts at it until it until it works. You know the the issue is is that it's under warranty, so we're not paying for anything other than the fact that we got to wait forever to get it fixed. So we have and, and you called me last night while we were doing some of it. We we have decided we're just going to get a new freaking refrigerator. It's just it, it is crazy. Will the warranty cover that? I don't think so. My wife's going to fight with them, but yeah, you know, they're not going to, they, you know, they have no obligation to do anything. So gosh, you've been without a fridge and a freezer. Yeah. We, we just use, let me see if I can show you. That's unbelievable. Family of four. That right there. <laughs> that, blow, the... that blows my mind. Yeah. So, so a no, a lot, it, of, a lot of everyday shopping and eating out. Well, so the other part of it is like, so that has a little freezer in there, mm-hmm. but um, it it's doesn't keep not, it as cold. Well, it does, but oh. it's one of those, um, I guess, old school where the freezers used to get the frost. Mm-hmm. And so it has a ton of frost in there, mostly because the kids, I think, leave it open sometimes. And so I've been trying to get the freaking frost out of there. And I looked up online. You basically have to just let it thaw out, which I can't do because I can't. I need some place to put the food. <laughs> so so meanwhile, our freezer is slowly shrinking. Yeah. It's do just you, it sucks. Do you wish? I mean, how it's been two months now, hasn't it? I know, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, just one more week, but then it ends up being, no, just one more week. Just Do you wish week. you had just gotten bitten the bullet and gotten a refrigerator from the very beginning? Yes, because but we thought, you know, this would be easy, simple enough, but yeah, no, we that in hindsight, that's what we should have done. Yeah, I've had to but, fix my ice maker and my freezer a couple of times, and I think my refrigerator once, but it's been good since. That's good. So. May I actually get you over here to fix it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't fix it. Called. Oh, okay. You paid someone to fix it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't fix it. Yeah. Um, all right. Good stuff, Don. Well, just another day in the Don in the day of Don Callahan, you know, covering. Right. Hey, wait, so, so we got bye week next week. Mm-hmm. What's Ross doing? Puerto Rico. Are you really? I think so. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I just haven't booked. I've only booked a flight. I got to also tell our boss. <laughs> well, you can work from there, right? Well, I don't want to. Yeah, uh, well, the bye week, look, here's the deal. This is the last bye week before basketball starts. And once basketball uh-huh. starts, man, it is nonstop, especially during crossover season. You know, you got you got football availabilities. And look, it's been super busy. We got no Gregory Hall, no Greg Barnes. You know, yours truly has had to kind of do a lot of stuff. Uh, Adam's doing great. Adam's, you know, obviously Adam's a great writer. Um, so, so you've had to take on more of the load. Just just some stuff. Like you know, Adam's moved from to be honest, Adam's moved from a newspaper job for 22 years. And so the internet aspect of and the urgency aspect of what we do is just different. And so when I've he handled, was hired, did he have dial up? <laughs> didn't have an iPhone. Still doesn't have an iPhone. Um well look, like stuff like 
board posting the urgency of uh of just how you know when news breaks like you've got to get it up you can't wait till the next morning when your mom and dad get the paper from the driveway um so yeah i mean no but he's he's done, he's done great he's a great writer uh but yeah i mean without greg without greg who's been doing this for 15 years and gregory hall is a huge asset too um it's, it's been super busy uh so when there's crossover season when there's football availabilities all during the week and basketball games for you know it happens there's about a month there where it's crossover um acc media day for basketball is tomorrow so it's kind of starting now it's super busy so we have a bye week and look bye week for football there's no availabilities um you know there's not really much to write on so i'm gonna go to puerto rico for wednesday to saturday um by, by myself by yourself yeah yeah you could have asked if i was available you wanna come i can't yeah we'll put a pillow we'll, we'll do a twin bed put a pillow down the middle we um once uh once i get my kids out of out of high school maybe maybe we could change all that i i am so incredibly uh my weekend my weekends and weekdays are all incredibly big. woke up this morning to uh to lift although i didn't lift but i brought someone to lift oh your I, daughter i just yeah and then yeah what'd you, it's what'd just you, what'd you do go get it. i rode the bike for my my 20 minutes 5 miles and then afterwards, went to the side and worked on the weekly scoop. There How to go. get that ready. You know what I mean? It's all about consistency with, with working out. That's right. So um, which, which, so her routine has made it easier for me to keep a routine for myself. There you go. So I just I only do it three times a week. I know I have to do it more, but at least it's better than nothing because there's a lot of weeks where I don't do anything. So, <laughs> you know. Okay. All right. That's going to be it for us. Uh, appreciate y'all listening to the scoop. Brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt. When are you going Johnny, to Charlotte? JohnnyT-Shirt.com. I am taking the train tomorrow. The train? Mm-hmm. Why the train? So I've I've done it once, and there's a couple of reasons why. So, I mean, driving, you know, you have to pay attention. You're driving. Yeah. You can't be on your phone. You can't be working. Um, and then you have to worry about parking. And it's bad for the environment. Because <laughs> the, 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 the train's already going there. Yeah. So you're not taking your car. Wear and tear in your car. Look, we get reimbursed for mileage, so no issue there. But parking can kind of be an issue. You know, you have to park, you know. Well, you're So you're downtown. Weston, yes. You take a, you know, you're parking, you know, a couple blocks from there. You pay for that. So mileage plus parking, it's way more expensive than taking a train. Train is 20 bucks from Burlington. So I'm going to drive to Burlington, park mm-hmm. my car. I think the train leaves at like 745. Gets me there at 940. Um, so you won't need a car once you're there. No, I'll take a, I'll walk or take an Uber to the Westin Hotel. Gotcha. Um, and what five minute five, ten dollar Uber, um, and then and UNC doesn't go into the afternoon, so there's no really rush to be there. So I'll get there at ten o'clock and then um, work, work, work. Media availability with basketball players and Hubert Davis. Work, 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 and then catch the train back at like seven, and then okay. and then get back to Burlington around eight forty five and drive back to Chapel Hill. So we'll see. We'll see how it works. Hopefully, yeah, Look, so I'm gonna no, be... no traffic either. Like, who knows? Yeah. There, could, there could be a wreck, and that, that always sucks. I got to go down to Charlotte. I will not be taking a train, but I have to go to three high schools, and they're all like mm-hmm. north, yeah. yeah, north um, Charlotte. So we won't we won't cross paths. I won't be going anywhere near downtown. So yeah, I mean, this is a one stop and out. You no, know, I that... I love it, and you can. Yeah. How long is the, how long is the train? How long is the train? Uh, 
Train ride. It's a little longer. It's like it's like two hours from Burlington, which that's still two hours. Um, I'm assuming you'd be able to work. Obviously, yeah, that's the plan. I'm gonna put on my hotspot and you know just yeah. do some stuff. And so no, that's a great idea. I mean, I, if if I could, I just need to go to different places. Yeah. So I need a car. So, um, but I would love that because <laughs> I always think about how much time I'm wasting mm-hmm. driving. Exactly. That's my know? mindset. Yeah. So. All right, Donnie. Been uh, real, guys. Thanks for uh, listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Anything else, Don? Nope. You All be right. safe on the train. Shout out to uh, John. Hope it doesn't C- get hijacked. <laughs> Shout out to John Seeley for producing this podcast, and we will check you out next time. Appreciate it.